Hi everyone, welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. This is episode 58 and today we are talking about the stereotype that men are bad at communication and the differences in communication between genders in general. Yeah, this is a really good topic because there's a lot to dive into. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more than just like one way or the other so I agree because I feel like a lot of times like on the top of women's list for like their dream partner this is going to be like mostly like hetero relationships but um like for a lot of women's like dream guy it's like Mm -hmm. good at communication yeah well I know in my hinge profile I think I updated it recently but for like a few months it said the most important thing to me is good communication yes yeah I feel like that's a common thing yeah for sure yeah. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, um, Haley got her nose pierced. <gasps> yeah, everyone. Hold on. Let me like, I don't know if you guys can see it. I'm turned this way. It's right there. So it was when um, the rest of us were in Chicago, the rest of our family. Mm-hmm. We were all in Chicago and Haley had been like kind of talking about it for like a couple days. And then, but no, I actually hadn't. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. You just called me and you were like, should I do this? No, so, okay. I was dropping you off at the airport. Uh And I was like, you know, when you're just feeling like you want to get a piercing. Yeah. So I was feeling that, but I was like, do I get my cartilage done? Do I get my date? Like, but I didn't want to get my date because Nat Mm -hmm. said it hurt so bad. So I was like, what do I get? And then I just randomly was like, should I just get my nose pierced? And you were like, yeah, do it. So I, I, on the way back from driving you, um, or from dropping you off at the airport, I scheduled the appointment. Yeah. And it looks really cute. Thank you. It's actually healing really well, which makes me feel really good because my belly button piercing did not heal very well. My doubles, they were really sensitive for a while and they're still kind of sensitive, but like it was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just was kind of like in my head thinking my, like my body just doesn't take piercings very well. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is healing really well, so I'm really happy. Yeah, that's great. And I think just, like, nose piercings in general are very low maintenance. At mm-hmm. least, like, that's what our piercer said. And, like, Moms and Sadie's nose piercings, like, they all healed well, too. Mm-hmm. Like, same with mine. So, yeah. Yeah, it looks really cute. So now four out of five of us mm-hmm. girls in our family have them done. Yep. And you got yours changed. Yep. I changed mine to a stud mm-hmm. or um a ring. Yeah. And I'm loving it. Honestly, it's so cute. It looks really good. Thank you. I'd had my stud for a year. Mm-hmm. May 1st is actually, um, that was the anniversary of getting my nose pierced. Aww, so That's exciting. You should have thrown a party for your nose. I should have. <laughs> She's sad. Uh, so which one do you like better? Or do you like both of them? To, for different reasons. I feel like my ring, is it a hoop or a ring? I don't know. I, don't know. I always say ring for everything. Yeah. Um, I feel like my hoop is more like summer mm-hmm. vibes. Okay. But I like them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm just going to, like, change it out. Because it was only, like, 30 bucks to change it. Okay. Well, and now and you have the, the jewelry. jewelry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be, like, $10 or something. Like, it'll be cheap. It was 10 Yeah, when Sadie got hers changed. Okay. Yeah, so not that. Like, whenever mm-hmm. I'm just feeling like I need a change, but I don't want something drastic, mm-hmm. I think I'll just change it. Um, I also trimmed my hair for the first time in several months. Wow. So, and I did, it looks good. Thank you. I did both of those things before the Chicago trip. So I was like feeling like a brand new, brand new woman. Yeah. And yeah. Did you have to wear a mask in Chicago? Mm-mm. So you could show off your, your yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So, um, new piercing for me, you changed your piercing. 
And so now we both have our doubles pierced, our noses pierced, and then I have my belly button pierced. Yeah. And I don't think you have anything else unless you're hiding something. No. Do you secretly have your nipples pierced? No. <laughs> you will never, ever, ever <laughs> catch me doing that. Yeah, that would hurt. Um, yeah, so that's kind of an update for us. We're just yeah. piercing queens. Yeah, more to come. But it is nice to just have, like, a subtle change, mm-hmm. which is why I think I like it so much. Yeah. Um, well, with my nose, like, I didn't actually think I would ever get my nose done. Yeah, you always said that. Yeah, like, I didn't think I would, but when I wake up in the morning, and because I keep my second, um, like, earlobes in, my doubles, because mm-hmm. they're still healing, but I'll take my first set out at night, but if I accidentally fall asleep with it in, I wake up, and I have, like, my ears are decorated, and then my nose in, like, I literally feel so pretty when I wake up. Yeah, it's really cute. I love it. Especially when I have self-tanner on, like, I feel mm-hmm. unstoppable. Yeah, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. Well, today's feminist highlight is Jeannie Gang, and I actually learned about her um, when I was in Chicago. Amazing. <laughs> the amount of times that's been mentioned. Um, <laughs> and mom actually told me about her because she was mentioned a lot on the riverboat tour that they took, and it was focused on architecture. So Jeannie is an American architect and she designed the Vista Tower in Chicago. And I actually have pictures of it so I can post it on stories. Um, It's the third tallest building in Chicago and it's the world's tallest building designed by a woman. Wow. Yeah. She also designed the Aqua Tower in Chicago, which is 87 stories tall. And in addition to that, she founded and currently leads Studio Gang and it's an architecture and urban design practice. The headquarters are in Chicago, but it also has offices in New York, San Francisco, and Paris. Wow. And I'm going to link um, Studio Gang's website because it has a list of all their projects that they've done. And she's designed a ton of different buildings in a lot of different areas of the world. And it's really cool to scroll through and see because they're extremely unique. Yeah, I want to scroll through and see what she designed. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's cool. I was like, oh, I've been there. Like, I've seen that. I've picked yeah, it it's fun to, like, have a connection yeah. to the feminist highlight. Yeah, it was really cool. That's and that's cool. awesome because, like, I feel like, at least for me, like, architecture and design, like, building design isn't really something I think of often. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like it's kind of one of those things that, like, goes unnoticed yeah. like the public a lot so it's cool to like bring a different aspect in yeah for sure that's awesome well thank you for always doing such a great job with the feminist highlights <laughs> thanks um let's get into the episode we are talking like we said at the beginning about kind of like communication stereotypes with genders but also with an emphasis on why it is so detrimental to say that men are bad at communicating because it really right. is it, it's a disservice to both genders Or all genders, you know. Right. There's been so many studies on communication styles based on gender. And so it's really interesting. Like, you can Google and have a million things come up. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2016, Carol Kinsey Gorman from Forbes wrote an article called, Is Your Communication Style Dictated by Your Gender? And in this article, she discusses how she conducted research in some countries in Europe, Canada, and the U.S., and she's specifically focused on the workplace, mm-hmm. but I think it can be applied to a lot of aspects of life. Yeah. In her research, she had the subjects identify strengths and weaknesses in themselves and their coworkers. The top three communication strengths for females were ability to read body language and pick up on nonverbal cues, good listening skills, and effective display of empathy. 
the top three weaknesses for females were overly emotional, meandering, like won't get to the point, and not authoritative. So again, those are what they rank themselves and what they rank their coworkers. Mm. That's interesting because um, that was for women. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I really, I would personally say that I can relate to those. Yeah, I would say so too. So the top three communication strengths for men were a commanding physical presence, direct and to the point interactions, and then effective displays of power. And then the top three weaknesses were overly blunt and direct, insensitive to the audience reactions, and too confident in their own opinion. So just to make sure these are what they rank themselves, correct? Right. And it was like, this was like the top of them. Okay. You know, like there were more options, but these right. were the top ones, um, which I honestly kind of agree with. Just like if I we're looking well. at it stereotypically. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like these are not exact. Like men and women can both be nurturing. Men and women can both have a physically commanding presence. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't to, you know, say this is exactly how it is for men and women right. for all genders. Um, it is interesting, though, to think about because I think to a certain extent, like, you know, with these stereotypes, if you are growing up and you see everything around you is saying, for example, that men are direct and to the point. Like, they right. rank themselves in the studies. Right. So if you're growing up and you're a little boy and you're seeing that men are direct and to the point, or you're a little girl and you're seeing that, and then everything in the media, all the movies and everything are just, like, showing all that, so it's perpetuating the stereotype, mm-hmm. and that's how you're growing up, so then it's like, okay, this is how I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And so, like, to a certain extent, it is true, because that's what we see, and so it's kind of like, you know... But you emulate what you see, I guess. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But it doesn't have to be that way, like you were saying. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. But, like, we all communicate without thinking mm-hmm. to, in a way. And, like, I feel like sometimes I meander and, like, don't get straight to the point. Well, I feel but, like, I don't, I don't know that, like, in the moment, mm-hmm. right? So it is just very interesting And I just feel like a lot of times the reason we feel like men and women communicate so differently is because we perceive the messages differently. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. An article from Ohio State University said that often women do rapport talk, which is communication that builds, maintains, and strengthens relationships. And men do report talk, which is types of communication that analyze issues and solve problems. Which is very, I think, in a lot of cases, that is true. It makes a lot of sense. And I'm thinking of when Jared and I have communication, Mm -hmm. communications, when we have conversations (laughs) that are not just like, you know, how's your day, like fun loving conversations, Mm -hmm. and we're trying to like solve an issue or something. This is very much our dynamic in a lot of ways. And so like, I can see that play out in my relationship and I like can't have you See yeah, play out. Well, I'm thinking about the people that I've dated mm-hmm. and whether it was like a serious relationship or it was just a fling or whatever, like in any stage, a lot of times if there was an issue that arose in my life and I would tell them about it, then they would immediately suggest like how to fix it. Right. And so I'm trying to think, and there's, there's probably some situations where they didn't suggest that and they just wanted to listen, but that is the go-to for a lot of men. 
is to fix things. And there's right. nothing wrong with that. But yeah, that is, I don't think that's necessarily just a stereotype. I think it is true a lot of times. I do too. Right. And there's a time and a place for it, right? Right. <laughs> do you remember in Parks and Rec when Anna's pregnant and um, Rob Lowe, Chris, Chris yeah. is like, she's like, I just want him to listen to me. Yeah. But he's like, let me do this for you and this and this. Yeah, like, he's, he's like, vitamins, so great. massage, do this. Yes. But mm-hmm. she's like, I'm just like tired of that. I want you to listen to me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we're talking about here. And in this same Ohio State article, they said that women were sensitive to between the line messages. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I definitely read in between the lines. Oh, I do too. Because, okay, yeah, like we're talking about relationships. So (laughs) Um, sometimes Jared will say something that I interpret as maybe rude or like offensive in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I didn't even, that's not even what I was thinking. Like I did not even mean that. And I'm like, okay, I guess I was like reading in between the lines. Well, in his mind, he's just being direct into the point. Exactly. Yes. And in your mind, it's like, okay, there's a hidden meaning here. Why do you have an attitude? Like what's going on? Are you mad at me? Like, yeah, that's how I am a lot of times. Like I think a lot of women do read in between the lines. It's just, I want to say, like, men probably do, too, but I feel like they don't. Like, I feel like women <laughs> I don't think just so do. I think we make the men read in between the lines when we're, like, nothing, nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do sometimes. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I definitely do. I hate to admit it, but, yeah. you know, like, we make it obvious that there's something wrong. Right. But other than that, like, I, I feel like, yeah, women do more often read between the lines. I think so, too. So... Let's talk about some examples of common misunderstandings in heterosexual relationships. Yeah. So these are just some little examples that are written out and they're, it's kind of like a role play type thing. Yeah. We're going to pretend to be each person. So Kenzie's going to be the girl. I'm going to be the guy. You gave me the girl? Yeah, I gave you the girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this, in this first example, call me when you get there and let me know you made it safely. That's ridiculous. Nothing bad is going to happen. So just trust that I'll get there safely. If something bad does happen, I'm sure you'll hear about it. So in this example, the woman is simply trying to communicate like, I care about you. Yeah, I love you. I I want want you to get home safe. I feel like this is a very like normal and like, honestly, in my opinion, this is just like a respectful thing in relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And her like between the lines message was like, you're important to me. Right. Right. What he hears, though, is completely different. Mm-hmm. It's like, obviously, I'm going to get home safe. If I don't, then you'll hear. Like, Right. It's like, why are you on my back? Why, yeah, why are you, you have to constantly? Yeah, exactly. So, like, the same exact wording, but both people hear it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really common one. But I'm thinking about this, and most guys that I have gone out with, or, like, even my guy friends... If I'm like, you know, we're parting ways, then a lot of the guys will be like, text me when you get home. Like, yeah. I don't even think about saying that. Or they'll be like, get home safely. Let me know when you make it home. But yeah. I don't even say that. So that's kind of like reverse in that way. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that I know that will say like, tell me when you get back. So I know you made it back safely. Yeah. Which is nice. That is nice. Yeah. Looking out for you. Yeah. I think with the example, it wasn't necessarily about like the context. It was just like. The idea. Yeah, the example. Right. It could be either way, but. Yeah. 
All right, next Do you want to be the girl for this one? Yeah, I want to be the girl. Okay. okay. I'm really tired. I have so much work to do. I don't know how I'm going to get it done. Why don't you take a day off and rest if you're so tired? Whoa, you're really I gave you an annoying. <laughs> okay, calm down, Michael. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, oh, there's still more. There's <laughs> still more. Sorry. Okay, my response. Thanks a lot. You think my contribution to this household is so trivial that I can do nothing and the difference won't even be noticed? We're so sassy right now. Yeah, really. <laughs> In this example, he's trying to communicate like, oh, you need advice. Like you need a solution. Yeah, let me fix it. Exactly. You're tired. Take a day off. Exactly. Just like we were talking about a few minutes ago. Um, and like his intended message was, I'll help you solve the problem. Like there's something bothering you. You're bringing this up. Let me help you. The one that she hears, though, is I don't understand you. I don't understand. Or like he doesn't understand my feelings. Um, I mean, honestly, in this situation, if I'm thinking about it, like what I was going to say with my significant other, but I am single. Um, but, you know, like if I was living with someone and I'm like tired and I'm telling them I'm so tired or even let's take it in like the context of like mom or dad. I'm talking to mom and dad and I'm like, I'm so tired. Like I've just done so much today I've ha- and I still have so much work to do. Mm-hmm. And if they said, take a day off, it's like, okay, well, like I can't do that or I don't right. want to do that because I have work to do. Like I-, I can't afford to lose that work time, you know, because right. I have so much to do. I would just want them to ask me oh my gosh, like, what did you do today? What, why right. are you so tired? So that I could tell them like, well, I had to do all of these assignments and this one assignment took me forever. And then I still had all these projects at work to do and all this stuff. Like I would just want to talk. Right. And you so, just want to be heard yes. first and foremost. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, obviously if I'm tired, I can take a day off, but I'm not going to do that. Right. And that's the reality. So I just want you to listen to me. Right. Like, yeah, you just want to be heard. You just want to be able to, like, get it out to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And it's nice, like, after, like, oh, well, have you thought about taking a day off? You know, maybe take some rest. Like, I feel like that's, for you and for me, I think, like, more meaningful. Yeah, for sure. So in this example, the problem, again, is, like, it's the same message, but there's differences in the way that the man and the woman in this example is approaching the problem. Right. So, like, she obviously just, like, wants to be heard, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to give a solution very much on target with what we've been talking about. Right. And this OSU article specifically says that women sometimes deal with problems, especially emotional issues, by talking about them, sharing their feelings, and, like, bonding and matching with people, Mm -hmm. you know, like, sharing experiences. On the other hand, though... Men typically deal with the problems by focusing on facts mm-hmm. and like seeking answers, right? Trying to get solutions. And so occasionally men perceive women to be ungrateful for the advice. Yeah. Cause it is difficult sometimes if you're like, okay, well, duh, go take a day off. Like, right. and it's not necessarily so much attitude. We're giving these characters. Yeah, a lot we are. Of I don't know why. Yeah. I don't either. Um, <laughs> But like, you know, in the, the, this last example, maybe he's looking at her and she's saying, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I d- did all this work. And he's like, okay, I care about you and I want you to be well rested and feel okay. So take a day off, mm-hmm. you know, that's a nicer tone that we're giving him. 
Um, but like maybe that is the intention behind it. And so then if she comes back and is like, oh, so you're saying that my work is so trivial that it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Then it like, if I was in his situation, I would be like, okay, well, I was just trying to be nice, but like, you're welcome. Good riddance, yeah. Like, bye. Mind. Yeah. So I, yeah, I can get that because it's like in their mind, they might be trying to fix it. And then in our minds, we're like, okay, why are you trying to fix this? I just want you to listen to me. Exactly. And then everyone gets frustrated because there's no communication. Exactly. And, like, it kind of feels like your, you know, like, male partner or Mm -hmm. the guy, like, is just not being empathetic. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, a different type of empathy. Right. You know? Instead of just sitting down listening, it's let me help you. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I was saying at the beginning, when you grow up and you see this stereotype everywhere – that men are such bad communicators and, you know, they can't communicate their own emotional, whatever. Like, all of these stereotypes, they're bad. But when you see that, that men are bad at communicating, the more you see something, the more you're going to believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so detrimental because that's not true. Men are – all men aren't bad at communicating. And men aren't necessarily bad at communicating, but they just communicate in a different way, like right. we were talking about this right. entire episode. hmm Right. And there's a lot of women that aren't good at communication. Nobody is a perfect communicator. Mm -mm. Everybody has things to work on. And Mm -hmm. I think once you're in a serious relationship, you're married, whatever, like that really comes to light a lot because there's a lot that you have to work through and differences in communicating. Right. And like, you want to be on the same level, but it takes a lot of practice and time to like work through what that looks like. Something that I've wondered while I was planning this episode with you is do you think that people constantly saying like oh men are bad at communicating like all I want is a guy who can communicate well do you think that maybe gives guys a free pass to be like oh yeah I'm I'm not gonna try because like people expect it to be to be bad anyway I think in some cases I mean that's not where my mind would immediately go like okay for example the stereotype that like women are bad drivers Mm mm-hmm that doesn't make me just want to be like, okay, well, I'm a bad driver anyways, because I'm a woman. Right. But, you know, I'm in some cases, yeah, I think it does give kind of a free pass to be like, well, I'm not, I'm, you know, men are bad communicators. Right. So, yeah, I think that's another reason why it is detrimental, because then it's drilled into your head that you are a certain way, but you're not. Mm-hmm. It's just an excuse, and it's a stereotype that society has put on you. And that's not fair, but stereotypes are put on everyone. Right. And it's like communication is work. You have to put effort into it. It's mm-hmm. not just, you know, for most people, it doesn't like come naturally mm-hmm. to like immediately click with somebody when you're communicating. Mm-hmm. I think I'm talking more about like serious relationships. Actually, no. Now that you're saying that, I actually 100% agree with that because I think of a relationship that I was in that he just told himself that he was bad at communicating And that was an excuse for everything. He would just be like, like, he would never tell me that I was pretty, like, never really compliment me or, like, never talk through issues. And then later on when it came up in a big argument, when it Uh all exploded, then he would be like, well, you know I'm bad at communicating. I'm just not good at communicating. Right. It's like, no, no, no. If you cared, you would communicate. Yeah, you would communicate. So, yeah, I actually 100% agree with that. It can be used as an excuse. It can be, yeah. Tell me after who it was, please. Oh, you know who it was. I think I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no. 
we are on the same page. Um, yeah, no, I think it, it definitely, it's just really detrimental to men and to women because then it also puts on women that all women are good communicators Mm -hmm. and they're not like you're saying, like your gender doesn't dictate if you're a good or bad communicator, right? It might dictate the way that you think a little bit and the way that you communicate, but it doesn't affect how good or bad you communicate. Right. I think the different styles is really interesting. Yeah. Because, like, you know, this is studied so much, but, like, there are differences in men and women. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that there would be communication differences and, like, different ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important to be able to figure out what personally your communication style is Mm -hmm. and figure that out, like, probably before you get in a serious relationship, you know, so that you can like have that conversation. Yeah. Say like, Hey, this is my communication style. This is what works best for me. Yeah. I think that really ties into like Enneagrams. Yeah. I don't know that much about them. I, I don't really know that much about them either. I've tried to learn. I actually got a book on it so that I can learn. Um, but it talks a lot about like your communication style and like hmm. just who you are as a person, like how you like your creative outlets, different stuff like that. Like, I, again, I don't really know that much about them. I really know what I am. So, um, what is it? The number one? Yeah. Which one are you? I'm either, I'm like a two, but the next one is a three. It's like, I think but it's like, like, do you know what they three. are? Um, mine is like, um, the, the listener, mm-hmm. the one who like takes on other people's problems. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> no I was thinking because I had a patient tell me the other day that I was a really good listener and I was like thanks that's nice no it is nice because I feel like I am but yeah not to toot my own horn but um yeah that's really interesting I'd like to look more into that actually because I feel like that could play a part because as much as there's differences in gender communication styles like individually everybody has a different style right Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I'm looking at the Enneagrams right now, and number two is, like, it says nurturing supporter. Oh, yeah, I can see So it's, like, a support support system. Definitely. Um, And it was actually funny because um, that would be interesting to do an episode on this. Yeah. Maybe have someone who really knows a lot about it. Yeah. But um, I was, like, in therapy one time, and my therapist was like, do you know, have you ever taken, like, your Enneagram test? And I was like, no. And she was like, I guarantee that you're a two. And so I took the test and sure enough, I was a two. And I was like, oh, wow, you really know. You really know your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, anyways, all that just just to say there are differences in everyone. Right. You know, and your background, your gender, like anything can make differences. Right. Just like with anything, like the household you were raised in. Right. the styles that you see growing up, like, I feel like that has a huge impact on, like, your future relationships. Right. And your communication style. So. Yeah, there's a lot that mm-hmm. can dictate it. But overall, just saying that men are bad at communicating, like, point blank period, that's extremely detrimental because it it's is. not true. And all of the information that we've just learned about in this episode shows that it's not true. Yes, there are different communication styles, but your gender does not dictate whether you're good or bad at communicating. Right. I mean, nothing really does. No. Like, honestly. Yeah, anything in life is, like, something that you're constantly working on, and communication mm-hmm. is one of those things. Yeah, so that's a really good Saying that you're point. good or bad is, honestly, 
detrimental to yourself because if you say like, oh, I'm a really good communicator, then you're never really going to work on it because you think you're really good already. Mm -hmm. And then if you say you're bad, then you're just going to be like, well, I'm bad anyways. Exactly. So yeah, everyone's always needing to constantly work on it, including me. Yeah, me too. So I think that was a great way to sum it up. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please leave a rating and a review if you'd be so kind to. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and share this episode with your friends. Um, I know that a lot of people at first look at the title of our podcast, don't really think the podcast applies to men, but we actually, um, we talk about a lot of topics that apply Mm -hmm. to both genders, and this especially, obviously, is one of them. So share it with your male friends so that they can see that we talk about more than just women's topics. Yeah. And on that same note, I feel like a lot of people like see our title at first glance and just think like, oh, they're like radical, Mm -hmm. crazy feminist. But like, we're actually not. Um, If you've been like a long time listener, you definitely know that. But it just would be nice to like, you know, put our show out there a little bit more. And if you enjoy it, like I guarantee... Your friends and your family will enjoy it. So just please share it as much as you can. Yeah. And with that being said, we hope you guys have a wonderful week. We love you always. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.